or some or some books. Take go to the book of Psalms. My, we're going to have an interesting service here this evening. People taking things off my board. I can't get to the right scripture. Vision night. That's what I titled or suggested or told you that this night would be. And the title of my message is the plan for 2018. And I'm excited about that. And I'm, I hope you were encouraged by this morning's message and the theme and our direction. And uh, I, I recall um, reading a book a long time ago written by a soldier in the Canadian military. And he had written this statement, and I've never forgotten it. And it's really a part of the impetus why I have this vision night. And it's he wrote, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. If you don't put any planning in, you're not going to succeed. And, uh, you know, it's trying to reach a goal. And the word vision, in this case, what I'm talking about is uh, the act or power of anticipating that which will or may occur. I did not have a vision in the night. Uh, what I'm talking about was about laying forward some objectives, some plans for our church ministry goals. And just a moment, I want to share those goals with you. And uh, like I said, objectives the Lord has laid in my heart for our church in 2018. But before we do that, let's look to the Lord in prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you for another time to be together. Another time to be in your word. Lord, tonight, uh, as I bring forth uh, things that have been laid on my heart for our church family, Lord, I pray that we would rally around you. As we just heard a powerful song, to come to you and flee to you. And worship you, Lord, help us to have that same heart. Now, Lord, I pray if, if we would, we would definitely see you moving amongst, amongst us in a great way. Lord, I pray these things in your holy and precious name. Amen. The message is going to be a little different tonight than uh, most Sunday nights. It's definitely a lot more of a sharing message, what the Lord's laid on my heart. And uh, keep that in mind as we progress through this evening. Uh, first, we need to start with praising the Lord. Over in Psalm chapter 96 and verse number 1. Praising the Lord, 96, uh, Psalm 96 and verse number 1. <clears throat> oh, sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord all the earth. Sing unto the Lord. Bless His name. Show forth His salvation from day to day. Declare His glory among the heathen, His wonders among all people. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He's to be feared above all gods. Our, our Lord deserves our praise. And sometimes we forget that in our busyness of life and just, you know, things, we get clouded, we get crowded out, and we need to make sure we stop and praise the Lord for what He's done and praise Him that He's faithful, amen? Our God's faithful. Each and every day He's the same. The Lord has been good to our church, amen? He has been good to me and my family. I need to praise Him for His faithfulness. Praise Him for salvation. Psalm 18.46 The Lord liveth and blessed be of my rock. Let the God of my salvation be exalted. You know, I think that we're all guilty of not praising the Lord enough. And as we enter our new year, I think that would be a great thing to put on our to-do list is praise God more. And praise the Lord more for what He's done. And I want to thank you as a church family for uh, all the love you showered on us and the blessing you've been, encouragement. And I'm looking forward to what the Lord's going to do for us in 2018. Uh, so the next thing I kind of want to, it's kind of a little bit uh, broken uh, a little bit this evening. But the second thing I want to mention is uh, on the back table, uh, there is calendars. I forgot to put these out this morning. And uh, they're there now for you to take. And a calendar of events and things that are take place in our church. 
uh, that we have on the calendar. And uh, I want to bring uh, attention to a couple of them. If you have yours handy, that's fine. You can look along. If not, you can get it after the service. In February on 17th, we're going to have our workers' appreciation luncheon. So some of that self-explanatory we're going to be eating, okay? And uh, and as well, we're going to spend some time in sessions encouraging us with the, the vision that we have for this year and some particular ministry goals that I'm going to show you in a minute. We're going to take some time and really focus on those and have a great time of fellowship. It's going to start at 10. You'll hear more about that as we get closer. In March, in the 16th of March, you'll see on your calendar... We're going to have a youth crew rally. So that's a day event that is during uh, spring break. So I know a lot of our teenagers would be available, and we're going to plan for that. So it's a little bit different. And in March the 25th is a spring potluck. No need to say anything else, right? You know what that is. Just something a little bit different. Then in June, we're going to have a graduate Sunday. And this day, we're going to take, in the evening, I should say, time to honor all those in our church who have graduated from high school, community college, college, university in 2018. And we're going to spend some time praising God that the Lord's used you and you've made a major milestone in your life. And we're going to spend some time praising the Lord for that and encouraging as you go forward and spend some time in fellowship. So that's a little bit different on the calendar. Uh, sports clinic, we're going to try something different this year. And we're going to try to reach some kids in our community with a sports clinic. We're going to teach them some sports. Brother EJ is going to help us out with that. Uh, he's being trained for that kind of ministry in Bible College in Pensacola. And uh, we'll definitely be bringing the message salvation as well, but it's just a little bit different. Uh, so we'll be praying about that. And then in September, uh, we're going to have a church barbecue, and we'll chat about that in a few moments. And then there's going to be one last thing that's a little different, and that's our prayer vigil. We're going to take place in our WBFs this year, so more like a cottage prayer meetings in September there. So we'll look forward to that and praise the Lord for the opportunity to serve Him. And I hope that in your life that you have goals. I hope you set out some goals for your life. I hope you put out some goals for 2018 for your life. And so I'm going to try to reach this, our objectives. I'm going to, I'm going to try to reach them. And uh, if you've traveled with me, you know that I like to have goals and objectives. We're going to start at this time and we're going to stop at this time. I want to get so many miles in and, and I'm not stopping for any bathroom breaks. Just hold on. Okay? Those who travel with me know exactly what I'm talking about. So the idea is that we all need to have goals in our life and plans. And I think it definitely applies to our church. Amen? We need to have plans. We need to have objectives that we're going to look to, to reach for Jesus Christ. I'm going to share with you some of those things, but before I do, I want you to understand there's some things that you should be doing all the time. They're just not special, in a sense, a special objective. First of all, look over in 2 Timothy chapter number 3. 2 Timothy chapter number 3. Second Timothy chapter number three and verse number sixteen. It's a very well known verse. Second Timothy chapter three and verse number sixteen. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Make sure a daily goal in your life for 2018 you're going to be in the Word of God. Be in it. It will change your life. It'll help you. The Word of God should be part of our daily walk. In this verse, we see doctrine, which is, it teaches us what we believe. I think that's very important. I don't think, I know it's very important. It's very important to know what you believe, what the Bible teaches us. Reproof, that it shows us where we're wrong. 
Now, no one enjoys being wrong when they're confronted, but the idea is it's certainly necessary and brings us back to where we need to be. That's to the correction part. It tells us how to get back when we're wrong. I'm so glad that when I fail, I'm not cast off by the Lord. He's got a plan for me to be restored and to serve Him and do what's right. Instruction, it gives us direction for daily living, daily living the truth. And every one of these should be a part of your goal every day. Every day you should be looking to do this. Uh, we need to be in prayer every day. To reach the goals and objectives for our lives and the ones that we'll look at in a little bit, we need to be in prayer. Seek ye the Lord while ye may be found. Call ye upon Him while He's near. You know, we need to be in prayer. I'm going to touch on this a little bit later as well. The truth is, we can't ever pray too much. We need to be in prayer. And we need the Lord's direction. We need the Lord's wisdom. We need the Lord's strength. We need to be going forward. So, be in God's Word. Be in prayer. We need to be reaching the lost. Matthew 28, the Great Commission, 1820. We need to be reaching the lost all the time. Reaching out to them. Just not a church-appointed activity times of reaching out, but our daily life, daily walk. Telling others about Jesus. And the Lord help us to be a witness where we need to be. And in the last one is attending church. Look over in Hebrews. I know you know this verse, but let's go over there. Hebrews chapter number 10 and verse number 25. Hebrews chapter 10, verse number 25. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Folks, we need to be in church. Amen? You need to be here. Uh, and to be encouraged and to be encouraging others, that exhorting, that's the idea of uh, helping out and, and just you know, being encouragement to others. You know, you know what I find is when Christians get discouraged, you know, often the first thing that gets put to the curb is going to church. That should be never off the curb. That should be always on your heart to be in church. That's where you'll get encouraged. That's where you'll find help. You'll, you'll hear messages here that the Lord has ordained for you to hear. You need to be here. Don't stay at home. And the objectives I'm going to lay out, if you stay, if you don't attend church, well, not, there won't be attainable because we need everybody to serve together. And, uh, you know, I understand that church attendance doesn't save, but I guarantee you the Lord wants us to assemble together. That verse is pretty clear. He wants us to be together. So with that, let's dive into the objectives of, of two, of, uh, of our church, the plan for 2008 for Mississauga National Baptist Church. The first objective is name change. Now, we've already voted on that, and that took place in 2017, and we, uh, we're looking forward to changing from Mississauga International Baptist Church to Legacy Baptist Church. And I'm going to be honest, I can't wait for the first time the phone rings and say that. All right? I think sometimes people hear me and are like, I don't think I'm from the right place, because sometimes it gets marbles in my mouth and I can't say it all. All right? I'm looking forward to it. We voted and we're excited about it. Let's do it! All right, let's go forward with that and look forward to that process. We're working on that now and we're going to see that come to fruition. Uh, you know, the government and we got to get all those things taken care of, but we'll look forward to it. And with that, there's going to be a new logo and there's going to be some new branding to reflect that name change. And uh, so we'll look forward to new signs, new website and all new tracks. And it's, it's going to be a great time of uh, a refresh and restart and let's go. You know, I'm looking forward to it and seeing it taken care of and seeing our church really push forward uh, through that name change because it's going to stir some excitement. It's going to happen, and I look forward to it. So that's the first objective. Second objective, i got four. The last two in particular are lengthy, so the first two are short. The second one is uh, financial reports in our office here at the church. 
This April we'll have our annual business meeting. I'm looking forward to looking back at what the Lord did for us in 2017 and looking forward with anticipation of what the Lord will use for us in 2018 if He tarries His coming. Look forward to it. And in the fall we'll give a, another financial update just to show you where we are. And it's just a whole process, like I said this morning, about communication. Communicating helps unity. Amen? And that's the whole idea, just to communicate, let you know what's happening. And then, as well as if you haven't been over in the East Wing lately, you, if you haven't, I'd encourage you to go over. There's some changes taking place. You probably see a few boxes around that probably shouldn't be, but we're trying to get through things and sort through things. And we're really going to make the East Wing the hub of our ministry. Amen? That's where things are going to happen. And we're looking forward to having a, the office open in the evenings to minister to people for counseling and things. And really want to make that the hub. So you know what's happening. It's happening at church. Amen? And we want that to take place. It's an objective on my heart. And we're starting that already. We're looking forward to it. And if anyone likes to be involved in organization, you let me know after service. We need all the help we can get. All right? That's number three. Number three objective is a van purchase. This is a big objective. I firmly believe that we could certainly use a 12, 15 passenger van. I'm very thankful for the many folks in our church family who've given their time, uh, you know, sacrificially. I'm sure you could have done a lot of other things, but you've driven our uh, your vehicle and so wear and tear on yours to bring us from place to place. Uh, Camp Yes is one that I think of particularly. And I want to thank you for that. And I appreciate it. And the Lord appreciates it as well. But it's time now for us to do that. Our church. Step out and do that. And I'm excited about this. A, a van that size will greatly assist our church family, our youth crew, uh, our True North, our... Uh, prime timers and children's ministry. It'll be available to transport folks to retreats and conferences and camps and other activities. And I really would love to see it be used to bring some of our teenagers or young adults or whoever on a missions trip to one of our church planters here in Canada. That'd be fantastic. So we need to raise the money. We're going to raise, we're going to put a mark of $45,000 we're going to raise to buy a really nice van. That use for our church and and how do we start or when do we start? We start right now. Today it starts. Okay, we're going to start that immediately. And how do we raise it? Well, we're going to do some fundraising. We'll bring back our March of Tunis for our, for the van ministry or for the van to purchase that. And you can mark it on your envelope that you're giving towards it, and uh, it'll it'll be kept up front. You're going to hear about it. You're going to know what's happening. You're going to see. And if I could get somebody, I am not at all good with anything design-wise. I, I had a few people come to me today and say, Pastor, you did a great job on those banners. And I have to be honest, I wanted to take credit. <laughs> but I couldn't. Well, I guess I could have, but I would have been lying. And we know what that's about. All right. So, uh, But I'm not good at this kind of stuff. But I would love to get a phenomenon showing how it's raising every week. Get a digital thing. And if there's someone here who knows how to do it, you come see me after service. I don't know how. I'm so glad that a church body can work together. I'm sure there's someone here who knows how to do that. And just to keep it before us and keep talking about it and keep giving and see the Lord bless. I think it would be a great step to see that happen. I believe it will open some new opportunities in the future as well. I'd love to see that that van being used to pick up folks for church. Amen? Now, maybe it will be the, the first baby steps in a bus ministry. Picking up kids in our neighborhood or whatever the case, there's, there's a lot of opportunities here. You know, I'm looking forward to it and we're going to need people to give to, to purchase it. So you, everyone can be involved with that from the littlest one here to the oldest one. 
Five cents makes a difference. Yeah, just to give, just to help out the best you can. And that, so not only will we need people to help raising the money, we're going to need people to drive. You, know, you need a special license for that. You know, and so it's an opportunity to serve. Maybe you already have the license. Well, here's an avenue you can be used. And I look forward to it. And, hey, if we find a good unit for less money than what we're going to raise, that's fantastic. And we'll just use the rest that's raised to help pay for that, pay insurance, pay for the gas, whatever. So that's a, that's a really big objective. But I believe we can do it with the Lord's help. You know, I'm really excited about that. And the fourth one, which I'm really going to talk about the longest, is the fourth objective is outreach. Outreach. I know many of you have come and spoken to me about soul winning outreach. And it's certainly one of the goals uh, uh, for our church in 2018. It's definitely on my heart as well. And the objectives really fall into two phases. So the first phase is literature and distribution. Okay, uh, So we're going to start that in the spring. I don't want to do it right now, to be quite honest, when I might become a popsicle as I'm going from one door to the next. Okay, so in the spring, we're going to do that. We're going to start in April and run to June, and we're going to hand out John and Romans. We're going to have tracks, we're going to have flyers, and we'll set aside some Saturday mornings. We'll set aside some Sunday afternoons like we've done in the past, and we're going to distribute to our neighborhood. Hey, if you, if you feel feeling really comfortable and just going door to door, handing out John and Romans, that's great. If you like to... Knock on doors, that's great, we're going to use you. If you want to come and just pray for those people who are doing that, you come and you pray. We're all in this thing together. All of us. We need to be involved. And we're going to start that in April and you can pray that we'll have good weather. You can start praying about that now. And we're going to do that in April through June. And in summer, you know, summertime we have a lot of folks away, vacationing and things, but we're still going to do something. And uh, what I'm calling this in July and August is Operation Neighborhood. Operation Neighborhood. We're going to make available to you uh, John and Romans and tracks and flyers that we want you to take to your neighborhood. Take to your neighborhood and you hand it out. And you might say, well, Pastor Alcock, I've invited my friends and they won't come. We're too far away. That's okay. They still need to hear about Jesus, though. They still need to know about Jesus. They need to know about salvation. They need to hear the gospel. So July and August, we'll take time and bring that literature, uh, and you can take it with you and get it out there. And in the fall, from September to October, we'll have some more literature and flyers for anniversary service. And I really have a goal for our church family this year to get out 10,000 pieces of literature in this neighborhood, neighborhoods around, your neighborhood, wherever you live. I want to see our church get out 10,000. That means there's 10,000 homes getting a piece of the gospel. Or all the gospel. Or someone's told of the gospel. That should be exciting. We should be looking forward to that opportunity. People need to hear. Just like I spoke about this morning, there's lives in the balance. There's families on the verge of breakup. They need to know about Jesus. And that literature and that John and Romans will help us get that to them. And speaking to them one-on-one, whatever the case. Our communities need to hear about Jesus. We need to be engaged with that. The second phase, the second phase is community. We're going to do a vacation Bible school this year. And uh, we're going to, I've done it many times. I have done vacation. I could not tell you how many times I've done vacation Bible school. I love it. I really enjoy it. And this year we're going to do it different than the traditional, you know, four days, five days in the evening, Monday to Friday, whatever. We're going to do it different. We're going to do it 
uh, in the evening, one day a week, and it's going to be Sunday night. Sunday night we're going to do it. You're all here Sunday night already, amen? You're here. The workforce is here, amen? To reach the masses, to reach the folks, to reach the young people. And we're going to start that on August the 12th. And this will be a time where young and old can get involved in reaching this community. There's going to be all kinds of ways, and we're going to talk about that at our workers' appreciation luncheon and things. But just to give you a couple of highlights, you know, I'm going to need some folks to run games. Well, that's I'm going to need it. I'm going to need some folks to teach Scripture and Bible verses and Bible stories. I'm going to need someone with great enthusiasm to lead the children in singing. They don't know if you're doing it wrong, so just do enthusiasm. Okay? Just serve. Now, I need folks uh, in the days leading up to that to go in our community here and hand out flyers and let the kids know and let the families know there's something special happening here for them. For them. There'll be lots to do. And lots of preparation beforehand. And like I said, we're going to talk about that more in the days ahead. Well, there's going to be lots to do. There's going to be opportunity for you to use the unique gifts that God has given you to serve, to help. And now, for those who won't be involved with the Vacation Bible School, we're still going to have church service, amen? We're going to be here. The Word's going to be preached. We're going to sing. It's just going to be a little different as we're trying to reach more people for Jesus. I think it's okay to be a little bit uncomfortable. We, we need to reach people. And then uh, community barbecue in September, Labor Day weekend. Uh, what we're going to do there is that's going to be the final night of Regation Bible School, like the finale. And we're going to invite all the families of these kids that come, and we're going to invite the community to come, and we're going to flip some hot dogs and hamburgers, and we're going to have lots of literature around to tell people about Jesus. We'll have some games and things, but the idea is that we're connecting with this community. People are getting to know that we love this community. We love this area called Malton. We want them to know about Jesus. And it's going to take some people to, to work. Because, you know, I can't flip burgers and hot dogs and talk to everybody who comes to the door and, and, and gives them literature. I can't do all that. It wouldn't be fair for me to try to do all that. We need to work together. Work together. And it's going to be a different Sunday night. But we're going to use that opportunity to reach more people for Jesus. Yeah, I know that our society today is wicked. Our culture is so obscure from what the Word of God would say for it to be. But I still know there's people who are searching for answers. And Jesus is the answer. And these opportunities, these objectives are the ideas to try to reach them and, and touch them and let them know about Jesus. You might be thinking, Pastor, how will we accomplish these objectives? I am glad you asked that question. First of all, I mentioned it earlier, is prayer. We are going to need to be in prayer. As we endeavor to accomplish these objectives, these plans, we need to be reminded that we need to be a people of prayer. We need to attempt great things for God, amen? Now, let, let's, let's not, I mean, 2017 was a great year. Let's go even greater in 2018. Let's see God do some great things for us. Let's attempt. But let's start in the prayer closet. Praying and asking the Lord to bless and encourage. Psalm 138 verse 3 says, In the day when I cry, thou answerest me and strengthen me with the strength in my soul. 
I can bring those things to the Lord. And I'm going to tell you already, I've been praying about all these things for a long time already. Now I'm asking you to join me in praying for those things. We need to be praying. Pray without ceasing. Don't stop, church family, in praying. Pray for these goals. Pray for these objectives. Pray for each other. Uh, in the morning, pray as you drive. Pray, 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 pray. There's so much to pray about. We need the Lord to move. We need a, He's the source of our unity as we talked about this morning. We need Him. If we attempt this in our own strength, oh, what a waste. We need Him. I'm so thankful for Hebrews 4.16. It says, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may attain mercy and find grace and help in time of need. We can, we can bring our problems to the Lord boldly. I can come to the Lord and say, Lord, help me. Help me with this. I can bring these objectives that I just stated. I can bring them to the Lord and say, Lord, help us. Help us do the best that we can. And let, we want to have the best testimony we possibly can and, and give it to Him. And He'll give us His grace. He'll give us His strength to do it. We need to be in prayer. Giving. There's no way that these objectives will be accomplished without us collectively as a church giving. And in two ways. Financially. All the objectives I mentioned need financial assistance. I know most of it will be through the church budget, but you need to be giving. Let me encourage you to invest in eternity. It's the best investment portfolio you'll ever find. You're not going to beat it. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16 says, For even in Thessalonica ye set once again unto my necessity, not because I desire a gift, but I desire the fruit that may abound to your account. Now, I love that idea that it abound to your account. And the Word of God says it. Invest in it. You realize that anything that we can give to God, He can multiply by His power and use some miraculous things. Have we not seen that as we've been going through the book of Mark on Sunday mornings? Remember those few little loaves? And the Lord fed 4,000? It's not physically possible, is it? But the Lord took a little thing and He multiplied. Hey, we bring our, our, our loonies and toonies and watch the Lord do what He does best. He can do it. Do you believe He can do it? Some of you can't. <laughs> he can do it! He made this world. He, he makes sure we don't go flying off in the night. We, the tides don't overrun the whole world. Every No, He takes care of His people. He takes care of this world. We can trust Him. We need to give of our time and abilities. For brethren, Galatians 5.13, you have been called uh, unto liberty. You only use not liberty for occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. We need to be serving. We need to be serving together and serving with love as we try to reach these objectives. And, and other objectives you might have in your own life that are biblical and right. It will involve time. I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to take time to go out and hand out John and Romans or literature or knock on people's doors, invite them to church and tell them about the Lord. It's going to take time. You know, you're going to get involved with a vacation Bible school. It's going to take time uh, to get the songs ready. And I'm going to guarantee you right now, the kids don't want me doing craft time. Okay? You, there's some real good people here knowing how to do crafts. If, if I do it, the kids will not come back to church. You need to get involved. Get in there and use the gifts that God has given you. Use the abilities that God has allowed you to have. And watch Him multiply 
Watch Him use us if we'd be willing to be used. Oh, I can't wait to see it happen. We need to work together. Work together. Unity of the fellowship. Unity of the fellowship. There's no way the objectives that I've laid out this evening, there's no way that I or just a few of us could do it all. No, we need to work together. And we need that unity, the fellowship, to work together to see great things done for God. We need all hands on deck. I can remember uh, working for my grandfather. He he was in the military, and uh, we'd have a rush time. We would change tires and things. A place called Tire Merit, and in the fall it was always busy. And I can and, and everybody called him Skipper. Okay, even people who didn't know him, he's, he was Skipper. And uh, Skipper would walk up the up the, the side of the rail and go, Oh, heads on deck, let's go! And no one just sat there like, Yeah, whatever, Skipper. No, we went running. We went running to the task. We went running to take care of what needed to be done. All hands on deck. We need everybody involved. You might say, Well, I can't do too much, Pastor. You can do something. You can do something. I say, well, I'm not very good at very much, but you're good at something. I, I can't go to that. I can't do this. Well, you can pray. You can be involved. You can encourage. And we're working for the greatest cause in all the world, and that's for Jesus. Let's get excited about it. Let's get fired up about it. Let's, let's no longer in the bleachers. Let's get on the front line. Don't, don't tell me you can't. The reality is you won't. Because you can do something. You can do something. And praise Him. Praise Him. Psalm 9 verse 2 says, I will be glad and rejoice in Thee. I will sing praise to Thy name, O Thou Most High. When the work is being planned, we will praise Him because He deserves it. Amen? He deserves our praise. And when the work is being done, we will praise Him. My praise shall be of thee in the great congregation. Psalm 22, 25. And when the objective is complete, when the event is taking place, when the VBS is done, or whatever it is, and we see it finished, we'll praise Him. Because without Him, we never could accomplish it. I will praise thee forever, because thou hast done it. And I will wait on thy name, for it is good before thy saints. Psalms 52, 9. Well, folks, I'm thrilled about our theme for this year. I'm thrilled about the objectives the Lord has laid on my heart, the plan. The question is, will you get involved? I'm committed now, but I can't do it all. There's no way. It would be foolishness to try to attempt myself to do this. Or even with just a couple. We need everybody. And the Lord wants you to be involved in your local assembly serving Him. Here's a great opportunity to serve Him. To go forward with Him. I'm thrilled about it. The question is, will you pray? Will you give? Will you work together? And will you praise Him? Now, if you get those things down... There's all kinds of other objectives we could reach as well, you know. The four that I mentioned, there are things that came to my heart as I was praying and looking forward to this year, but there's a whole lot more things that could be done. I believe if we get those four things together, wow, 
watch out what the Lord can do with us. Are you willing? Are you going to go forward with Him? Or are you just going to say, eh, I'm pretty happy where I'm at? Oh, there's so much to be done. And there's so many people to reach.